I'm sorry, folks. I'm really ashamed of my behavior on the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. <coughs> Hey folks and welcome, 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 welcome to this very special episode of the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. Uh, really excited to have Landon Porter, the sales gorilla, on the Sideshow today. Um, been following Landon for a while and uh, been doing some work with Landon and around Landon and um, just really excited to bring him to you guys and uh, pick his brain a little bit. Uh, have a few laughs and uh, and see where we all kind of fit in this crazy ass marketing and sales world. Uh, anyway, the intro there was uh, "Bleed for Me" by the Dead Kennedys. Uh, certainly one of the original SoCal punk bands. Um, Jello Biafra, uh, love him or hate him, most people actually do wind up hating him. Um, but uh, you'd say what you will about the man. He um, he can write a hell of a punk song. And um, East Bay Ray is still one of my absolute favorite guitar players of all time. Uh, just good, funky, jazzy, surfy stuff uh, that just scratches me right where I itch sometimes. So anyway, without further ado, without m any more of my ramblings about stupid punk music, uh, I'm going to get into this interview with Landon Porter, the sales gorilla. It's good stuff, and um, I will see you on the other side. But enjoy this, and... Um, yeah, here comes Landon. Hey, folks, and welcome to this episode uh, slash debacle of the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. Uh, today we are joined by the King Gorilla himself, Landon fucking Porter. Uh, the sales gorilla, gorilla marketing, um, all that good stuff. If you don't know him, you've got a problem. Landon, tell the people about yourself and uh, a little bit about what you do. So in late October of 1977, um, I'm a bit of a smart ass. Uh, I teach people how to go after what they're actually worth and how to see that. Meaning we teach people how to do client acquisition for their business. That's what I do. I'm a sales guy. I am a sales guy who doesn't like the sales world and I'm, uh, I'm fascinated with marketing and have been for God. Every time I say this, it, it's scary. Since 1998, so 20 years, um, got my first computer. It was rad. So I do sales and marketing and uh, mentoring people on charging what they're worth and getting better clients. That's what we do. Cool. 
and you do a damn fine job of it. You really do. Um, you know, you guys certainly suck me into your world and um, help me sort out some of the mush between my ears when it comes to marketing and, and primarily sales. Um, to me, sales and salesmanship was always such a dirty word that um, I, could, I could not figure out a way to get my head around it. Um, but you guys certainly helped do that. And, um, so I, I, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate how you do it. And um, certainly appreciate the swagger and the humor. So You totally fit. Um, most people don't have the stones to banter with me and at the same time have the respect to keep it banter and not, and not poking too hard. Um, so it works well. I want to say before we get into this real quick, for the people that are listening and watching to this, if you're having a problem selling the thing that you do to people, it is absolutely 100% because you're trying to sell it to the wrong people at the wrong price, period, end of discussion. Sales is not hard. Acquiring clients is not hard. If it is, you're trying to fit the wrong square peg into the wrong square hole. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's true. It's true, and that's that's something that I've, you know, through my 20 years of, of entrepreneurship have really run across is that, you know, I can, I can sell, I can, you know, if I can get people on the phone, I can close them. It's, it's not a problem. Um, my issue has always been making sure those people were a fit because, uh, you know, I can sell stuff all day long and, and make plenty of money, but if it's a pain in my ass and I'm dealing with people that I hate, um, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. You got you got Clients are important, man. Good clients are important. That relationship, and I know that that's that's one of your big things, and um, one of the things you really pound down on is is the relationship. Um, and it's hard to have a relationship with 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 an asshole. Um, well, and, and that requires that requires a lot of work up front. That requires a lot of education. Um, we were talking before we got on here that I resonate with your brand, like on your website and the stuff that you do, because I'm a child of that generation, right? And the personality and all of that of you that comes through, we all know that you and I totally relate and are aligned with each other's personalities and we get along well. When we were in our 20s and our late teens, one night stands were probably really fun for both of us. But now we're older and we want to have more meaningful relationships and it's not just with our intimate partners, it's with our people in our world, our friends, our neighbors, right? We don't like small talk. I don't want to do that with clients either. I want good clients that I can have an actual relationship with. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want clients I would be happy to go out and have a beer with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not somebody that I would just have to show up get a check. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and I, you know, and I've, I've certainly brought those types of clients on. Um, I do a hell of a lot less of it now, but, um, you know, a, a, a lot of the methods that you teach and, and a lot of the, the techniques that you guys use, um, it is a, it, they're terrific filters and, you know, filtering is unbelievably important when it comes to, you know, having or making sales and, and allowing your business to have longevity because, you know, if it's a drudgery, if it's a pain in the ass, you're not going to do it as well as you should or could. Um, and you know, as such, you're not gonna be able to charge as much for it. Um, and it's a, it's a losing proposition. Uh oh, he's got the water out. He's getting serious now. Yep. The, the water jug. Cool. Cool. Well, Mr. Porter, if you're ready, um, I've got, 
I've got five questions prepared for you. Um, Fire away. I would like your answers, but more than that, I'd love to just kind of chat with you a little bit about some of the stupid shit. Let's do it. All right. Number one, what is the punkest thing about your business? Mm, the punkest thing in the sense of punk rock music, I would have to say it's our logo. Yeah. I would have to say it's our logo. Cool. So do you, I mean, do you, would you consider yourself sort of punk or are you more of a Hesher or a metalhead? What would you, what would you label Landon Porter as? Musically meaning the attitude behind why the logo looks that way. I would say it's, 80% metal and 20% punk. Um, I am I am much more of a heavy metal guy than I am punk, but I would prefer punk to like speed metal or death metal. Like that's eh, it's not really my thing. Um, you and I have talked a lot of music and we have a lot of really overlapping tastes. You're more punk and I'm more heavy metal, but I think we kind of meet there where the the angst of the attitude of Hey, screw you. I'm who I am and how I am. And if you don't like it, go away. That's part of what we resonate on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's certainly something that you guys teach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you dig it, great. We can hang out. If you don't fuck off. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, number two, what is the most fruitless social media marketing technique going today? The most fruitless social media marketing technique going today. What do you see people doing a lot of that, you, that just makes you scratch your head? Unintentional social media-ing, meaning if you're <clears throat> think, – think about it from the productivity standpoint of being a business owner or even a salesperson. If you've got your email open all day long and every time you see a notification, you go check it, right? you're not being productive. Social media is the same way. I see a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media and I go, yeah, duh, no wonder you don't have any clients because you're always spending time on social media, duh, right? Um, being intentional with what you do on social media because social media as a tool to get yourself out there and in front of and engage with your audience is a requirement of business today for people at our level. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, people spending way too much time on social media bantering about shit that does not matter. Well, you, you know who you're talking to, right? You've, you've seen my social media. Mm -hmm. You do what you do on social media intentionally. I don't know if you block out time to be on social media, but I do know that sometimes I see you on social media and a lot of times you're actually not there. Yeah. So from my take, you're utilizing social media the way it should be used. I see a lot of people just hang out all day on Facebook and that's stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know how that returns the investment. It know? doesn't. It's just I a mean, distraction. Yeah. And, and honestly, if I'm going to be distracted, I'd rather be off playing guitar or, you know, playing around out in the sun somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the people on Facebook are not that fucking interesting that I want to spend all of my time watching what they're up to. Um, I'm going to put no offense to anybody out there. I, I, you know, well, but, well, maybe I do mean offense. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say a little bit of offense meant for some people. And like, like I say, you know, if you don't like it, it's too bad. Um, I have found that our clients, almost all of them, almost all of them save maybe three or 4% are, 
are lurkers for weeks and months and I don't even know who they are until they show up in my world and they say, here, I want the thing. All of the people that are constant there and publicly visible never become clients. It's interesting. It's mm, weird how that is. Mm-hmm. Could it be because they're broke because they're spending too much damn time on Facebook running their mouths about, yeah. Go get a client. Use the damn free information that us and everybody else puts out there out. Go get a client, period. Yep. Ooh, yeah, a I, fire I, I like being paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like money. And yep. If I'm going to be doing something you know, that is for business, it's going to be geared towards making me money. It's not going to be geared towards just fucking around. Buy my shit. And there's a lot of ways to do that ethically and respectfully, but buy my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Buy my shit or leave my world. And I mean, it's, you know, I hate to, I hate to sound like that way. Cause you know, the social media thing is important and, and developing real relationships is important, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a business for me. It's not, you know, it's not a platform for my ego. It's not a platform just to hang out and have fun. It's ultimately at the end of the day, it's got to return some investment. Otherwise I could be doing something else to make money. Fact. So, all right. Number three, what does the sales world need more of? Hmm. So in an effort to not sound like a snowflake or a social justice warrior, let me see if I can get this out in the way that I actually mean it. It, it, If you want to just say the sales world needs more land and porter, that's perfectly acceptable too. In effect. And what I mean by that is for the last 80 to a hundred years, the sales world specifically has been dominated by angry 13 year old monkeys who are spending all of their time learning the tactics to cause somebody to make a decision supposedly that decision is, is the right decision for the person that they're trying to, to cause that to happen to. Um, the sales world needs more relationship-based engagement and non-agenda-seeking individuals who are actively looking for people that are their perfect client. And if, if we do that, that's the direction our entire society is heading. If we do that, sales will no longer have the stigma that it's got now. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of sales or especially a lot of the, the traditional sales teaching tech or sales technique teachings, do you feel that it's kind of trickery based? It is absolutely trickery based. I mean, let's, let's, let's break this down. Um, if I need to intentionally manipulate or persuade or coerce you to make a decision that's a getting me really weak ass clients who can't stand on their own two feet and make their own decision. I don't know about you, but I don't want those people in my world. And second, it's scraping the bottom of the barrel. If you have to cause somebody to make a decision, they have no business making that decision. That mechanism that has become what sales is and the sales trainers out there, this is what they teach. What they're doing is is they're basically teaching everybody to act like a late teen or an early 20-year-old kid in college trying to get her in the sack. Cool. One-night stands were fun when I was 20. I don't want that anymore. If that's what you want in your business, have at it. Go learn the tactics and the hacks all day long and employ that stuff. It's not for me. Do you think there's a difference between, you know, a service-based business and a commodity-based business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
all of what I say is specific to service-based or value-based businesses. If you sell a commodity and it's $3.97, use every trick in the book. But you're not taking phone calls and selling somebody a three or a 30 or $300,000 thing. You're selling them a $4 trinket by all means. And understand this, that kind of sales is different. That is a one-sided conversation. That's why we have copywriters. Copywriter has to take that information about your product and about their need and their want. And they need to create that in a one-sided conversation that you'll never be there for. That's different. But if you're using those tactics in sales conversations, trying to get people to close, you're doing it wrong because you're going after the wrong people. Well, and, and you're selling a commodity as opposed to a relationship. Yep. It's pretty, pretty straightforward stuff. All right. Number four. Um, and this one, you know, I think you'll, you'll get where I'm going with this. Would you be comfortable living like Jane Goodall? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an excellent question from you to me specifically. Um, Yeah, actually, Ash and I have been for years planning our place, our home, our in the hills, in the mountains, away from people. Um, My world is all about gorillas. However, when I'm able, we will have a big cat refuge. Sweet. Mm -hmm. I I never took you as a cat person. I'm not a domestic cat person. I hate those fuckers. And we've got two of them. One of them's mine, but big cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big cats are cool. Yeah. I, I have a real love hate relationship with cats. I've, we've had cats almost our entire married life. And there's been a couple of mine I really loved, but for, for the most part, I fucking hate house cats. They're just, I'm a dog uh, person. Yeah. Me too. These, these are the last two we'll ever have. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. We had uh, our last cat was a was my daughter's birthday gift, where she she actually bought it with her birthday money, um, and with five kids and five reasonably small kids, the poor cat got tortured. Um, so we wound up having to give them to my mom, and I vowed that that was the last cat I would have. I'm just mm-hmm. not done. Good if for you. If, if they're outside, that's fine. I don't mind cats outside. I but in my house, no more cats. No more cats. All right, the final question, and this might be the toughest one. Um, I'm going I'm to kick you a hypothetical here, and I want your answer. You're dressing up for a big networking event. You only have to wear one, but would you rather wear a tie or dress shoes? Dress shoes all day long. Oh, man. See, I can't, I can't get down with the dress shoes. I can do a tie. I, I don't have a problem with a tie, but the shoes... I'm such a boot wearer and a, and a high top wearer that I can't. There you go. That's what I've got on right now too. I'd show you my feet, but my legs are too damn long. I can't get them up that high. Funny. But but, Uh, uh, I can totally see you in a jacket with a decent shirt and a tie and converse or boots. I can see that all day long. Um, The way that I would do that actually would be, I would wear decent looking boots and no tie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can do that. And, and that's, if, if I have an opportunity, that's where I go. It's like, I'll, you know, I'll clean the mud and shit off my docks to, to go to the dress, to the big dress event. But yeah, I, when, when we, uh, when we sold everything and went traveling, the ties went and I am now tieless. So I have, uh, I have a bunch of my father's ties from the, mid to late eighties and they're really, really cool ties, really nice ties, 
if you're getting married or you die and I actually respect you enough to go to either, I'll wear a tie. Yeah. But for work, not happening. I don't, it, it could be the president. It could be, it could be anybody head of business. I'm not wearing a tie. If it's a requirement to wear a tie, we're not doing business. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think those days are really, really far behind us now. Um, thankfully, um, you know, when, when I was starting, when I, you know, it was, you got dressed up, you know, you, you went to work. I mean, I worked in agencies and even a screen print shop, you know, you were, they wanted you to wear a nice shirt and, you know, act presentable. I think we've gotten, we've gotten a little bit more slovenly as, as a nation and as a workforce. Um, but I'm really glad that that kind of shit has died out. You know, it's, uh, telecommuting used to be bad. PayPal used to be bad, you know, being remote or, uh, independent used to be bad, but it's, it's gotten so much more relaxed now. And that's, I don't know who to thank for that. Maybe the Gen Xers, you know, coming into power or, or being a little bit more, uh, you know, dealing a little bit more with the fashion and um, the looseness of, of business. But thank God there's no more fucking ties. Two of your questions actually illustrate this idea. You asked me, would I be interested or could I live like Jane Goodall? Yeah, I could. If, if, the shit hit the fan. I could drag my family into the mountains. I could build shelter, make fire, kill and cook food and purify water. Like I can do that. I'm a boy scout. Yeah. I would prefer to live in the, in the woods, in the forest, in the mountains away from humans. And my, what I wear is either shorts and flip flops and a t-shirt or boots and jeans and a t-shirt. And that applies directly to the tie question or the, the dress shoes question um, and I think part of it is, is we Gen Xers by and large are nonconformists. Hey, I can do what I'm going to do the way I'm going to do it as well as I need to do it or as well as I want to do it. And, uh, if you're going to tell me how I need to look and act and sound and smell and all of that, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Well, it's the, you, you say it and you've got it on the banner there behind you, be your weird ass self. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and if your weird ass self doesn't want to wear a tie to a meeting, don't wear a fucking tie to the meeting. And if it's, if that's what they're concerned with, if that, if your potential client or your potential business partner is, is concerned with what type of shirt you show up in, that's, they're probably not your ideal, you know, they're not there for you. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not for you. And I want to make one thing very abundantly clear. I've got clients that that's their thing is they're dressed to the T, right? They've got the really nice high-end watch and they've got the perfect handmade leather Italian shoes and they always wear a suit and a tie. I've got a client like that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. You do you. If dressing a certain way is, is your thing, then do that. I'm not telling you how to be. I'm just saying that you should be able to say, this is how I want to be and then do that period. Yeah. Well, it's judging by the content of your character, right? It's not, you know, it's, can you deliver the work? Can you do the job? The rest of it is just details and details are largely irrelevant. Yep. So, well, cool, cool. You made it through the gauntlet, man. That's, uh, you're, you, you did it with grace and ease and, um, I'm proud of you. Keep going. I appreciate that brother, man.
So um, now comes the part where you can either tell people where to find you, um, or you can drop a value bomb, you can recite lyrics, it doesn't matter. You, you've got the floor. If you're watching this and you're looking for a better experience, whether that's with intimate relationships, relationships with people that are your family or client relationships, here's the actual key to that. Permission to be who you are is not going to be found outside of yourself. You need to give yourself permission to say, this is who I am and this is who I want to be and I'm going to be that and the people that like that, awesome, and the people that don't like that, just as awesome. But stop looking for permission to be yourself outside of yourself. And if that's what you absolutely have to have, here's your permission. No one on this planet can be you as well as you can be you. We're all authentic and inauthentic at every other moment in our life. But by being who you're feeling you are, you're being yourself. Do that and show the world who that person is because that's your ticket to become who you want to be. How is that? Science, man. I love it. Cool. All right. Drop a link, man. Where can people find you? What's the easiest place? Come hang out with us in our Facebook group, Getting Clients Without Being Salesy. You can find that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Gorilla Juice. Love it. Love it. And I, I will vouch for that being a kick-ass group and easily my favorite on Facebook. Awesome sauce. Good shit. Good shit. And not just because Landon's in there and I'm trying to kiss his ass. It's No, it's actually. Good people. You've done a really good job of not kissing my ass. Um it was interesting when you first came into our world, I was like, I really like this and I'm really not sure. And then we got to know each other and I was like, I really dig this. There's a reason that we connected. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I have a, a friend who we still hang out. She, uh, for a while, was project manager for my business. Um, and she, she came in one day. She's like, you know, I just realized that something you said to me 25 years ago was actually a really heavy insult. Um, and and it's true. That's, that's kind of how I do stuff. I try to drop in things that have double meanings and that make people scratch their heads. And, you know, and quite frankly, some people get really offended by it. Um, but I knew that I had found a good home when you guys weren't offended by the complete and utter nonsense that I spout. Um, and then, of course, the yellow card just made it all, all the better. It was just beautiful. Brought you know, to my. The ability to... Um, be thoughtful enough to operate in the world linguistically like that, trying to double meaning things and make people think and provoke a little bit without just, just to do that. You're actually doing it for a purpose. Being a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian and arguing a point and not really having a dog in the fight on either side of that is nonsense. Yeah. But pushing back is something that our generation has always done. And that's part of what makes us who we are and why we operate in the world the way we do. And you do that well. well I appreciate it. And thank you for giving me a, a, a good playground to do that in. I appreciate it. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Landon. This has been great. Um, everybody definitely go check out the Facebook group. Um, the links will be in the description. Um, and hit Landon up. He's he's no longer on Messenger, so you can't really fuck with him that way. But he is around. He sees things, and uh, there's there's nothing quite as good as getting smacked down by Landon Porter. Uh, I, I recommend it wholeheartedly. 
Awesome sauce. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Thanks, Rob. And so ends another episode of the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow. I uh, really appreciate Landon Porter. Uh, definitely do go check him out. Links will be in the description. Um, he's got good shit. He's got good shit. He's uh, got some courses and some one-on-one coaching uh, that I can attest are uh, powerful, powerful, powerful juju. Uh, good dude, uh, good service, good brain, uh, and good heart. I uh, really appreciate him. Appreciate you listening to this, and um, this will be the last episode before Christmas. I won't be releasing another one next week. Um, I'm going to take some time and just hang with the kids and play video games and drink coffee and uh, all the stuff that I like to do on Christmas. But um, I'm wishing you and yours a very, very, very uh, joyous Christmas, uh, happy holidays, uh, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it may be. Um, just hope that this time of year is good for you, good for your family, good for the people around you that you love. Um, it's, uh, it's a good time and, um, it should be a good time. And, and it's just a time that I hope that we can all kind of sit back, reflect and, um, and be really, really thankful for the incredible people that we have in our lives. Uh, our friends, our podcast guests, our podcast listeners, um, our clients, uh, our business, all the things that we do have to be thankful for because the truth is we all have a whole hell of a lot to be thankful for. Uh, and mainly I'm, I'm thankful for you and, and thankful for uh, the listeners of this show, the people that support me, this pe- the people that give me a pat on the back and the people that lift me up. Um, you know who you are and I'm not going to list you by name here, but uh, thank you. Thank you to all my friends. So anyway, that's it for uh, my rambling. I will probably uh, be remiss uh, or I would be remiss if I didn't tell you to subscribe and like and upvote and uh, make sure that you share this and get it out there so that more and more people can listen and more and more people can get uh, the little bit of value that the Uncle Jimbo Sideshow brings. Um, But if you want to know more, if you want to be a guest, if you want to uh, listen to some past episodes, be sure to head over to unclejimbo.us. And uh, certainly don't forget to, while you're online, go visit jamespmgaffney.com and buy my shit. Um, But mainly, just go out and have yourself a very, very Merry Christmas. I'm going to roll out here with a little bit of Tool, who I know is one of Landon's favorite bands. Um, This is a really old one. It brings back memories of uh being at scad and listening to this record way way too many times but um enjoy it enjoy uh the rest of your day the rest of your evening the rest of your week um and again have a good one and uh thank you all again so so much